Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I'm grateful for this opportunity. And I also thank the volunteers and thank God for allowing this to happen. We have a special guest tonight. We're excited to hear from him. But before we begin, we'd like to start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask your spirit to be with us, that we'll say and do those things that would be pleasing to you, and that we might have your spirit with us as we share these important messages, and hearts will be softened. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ken Radden, we welcome you to X-Files tonight. Thrilled to be here. Share your story. Uh, you LD, were LDS for many years, and we'd like to hear a little bit about your time as a, a Latter-day Saint, as a Mormon. Well, thanks for having me, Earl. Uh, I was inactive until about the age of 14 and started to go to church voluntarily. Before that, I was taken by my mom. She was a single mom. And um, my first calling was shortly after that. I, I was a teacher's quorum advi- uh, president of the teacher's no. quorum. And then um, it was a small quorum, and I was in charge of all that preacher, teacher's quorum stuff. So you were active as a, a teacher and deacon and during no, that, that time uh, of your... Right, right. right. Yeah, and then uh, into priesthood and then shortly after that, uh, elders quorum. Uh-huh. I got married young and didn't go on a mission. Oh, okay. But we're, I was sealed in the temple for time and all eternity. And, right. And... Uh, Mm, you know how those go sometimes that went that way <laughs> so but I mean were, were you uh, active in scouting and, yeah. and so on and, and well, had we, normal kind of activities our, our, seminary our, our ward was a little um, more churchy less scouty <laughs> we oh. didn't do a lot of scouts yeah but uh, I was in high school seminary I was in uh, college Institute I was active I was true blue hundred percent feel like you had a testimony of the gospel, the oh, Book man. of Mormon, and Joseph yeah. Smith? Brigham Young, Joseph Smith, the yeah, the Book of Mormon, everything. And you, I guess, would share that testimony with others at the time. Yeah, I was uh, an avid testimony sharer. <laughs> I, yeah, I was frequent. I was at the pulpit uh, probably every other month. If, yeah. Yeah. And as you were growing up in your later teens, were you still pretty active then? And well, I didn't get active until 14, and I was active until 42, 41. Okay. okay. And I, I was uh, baptized, temple-worthy, card-carrying, the whole... Right. Yeah, and there were a few periods where I wondered about a lot of different things, but... I what were still, those things? What kinds of things did you have questions about? Um, you know, in the very beginning of... I would ask questions that didn't get answers, but they got uh, that standard uh, yet to be revealed. <laughs> many, okay. many great. I got that a lot. But uh, as I got older, I wondered about the law of the Old Testament being fulfilled in Christ. 
and nobody had an answer for that. Okay. And uh, and then shortly, and then as my marriage disintegrated, there was uh, families together forever. Yeah, if you all get along, that kind of bugged me for quite a while. And then the the priesthood power and the ability for to heal the sick and how ineffective it almost always was. That that really tripped me that nobody could pull that off that I ever knew. The healing of the sick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so that kind of bothered you that the priesthood didn't didn't seem effective, or yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty hard to make an imaginary uh, yeah. power work, but it didn't, and that made me that confused me a lot. Now you say you went through the temple and you were sealed. Was that a good experience for you? Did you enjoy the temple? Uh, um, I I did. It was. Uh, I was young, but you know most men are when they go. Anyway, I was right. about the same age as if, as if you'd have went on a mission, okay. but. Uh, I was too lost in all of what wasn't what it was. I thought it was going to be to actually. Get it was different than yeah, you thought. Quite a bit. And did you understand it, or is this another thing you thought would reveal to yourself later? Um, I got to. I got to go. Uh, that's way back, Earl. Okay. <laughs> thirty thirty years, and uh, no, I I believed so. I guess I was so brainwashed if i can use the term into that everything's going to come together eventually and so much of it was so disjointed that i was le i leaned real heavy on the yet to be revealed part of the revelation if you will the yeah. the uh, 13 articles of faith i don't remember which one now so every time i looked around i went well i, I hope that makes sense eventually and in the temple especially but yeah, yeah that was pretty well, let's bring us, bring us a little forward then. You, uh, what kind of problems brought you out of the church? This was many years ago, you say. So, well, the uh, the the biggest thing that I abandoned the church for, uh, abandoned going. I called myself a, a disbeliever, not a disbeliever. I, I still believed. I just didn't go. Thought the church was true, but you yeah. just didn't feel and, comfortable there. Or? Right, and and exactly. But the the biggest reason for that was really um, the I don't, I'm not even sure what to call it the the lack of attention to the prolific broken family problem that was going on. There were a bunch of broken families, the kids every other weekend kind of thing in my ward, and they didn't do anything to it. They didn't do anything about it. No one was ever mentioned that no no effects. Uh, uh, no effective programs were ever put together to make that less uh, weird for less the kids, traumatic and, you know, or traumatic. Yeah, you know, traumatic was big, but yeah, it was just weird to have your the the uh, primary would swell to twice its size one week and down to almost nothing the next, and that was kind of odd. Well, how did your wife feel about your uh, time in the church? Was she also a member of the church at this point? Uh, my first wife was, second wife too. Uh, okay. The um, she actually is the reason I quit going. I came out one day, and uh, she was sitting in the on the couch in the foyer, and I'm all. I came out of priesthood meeting, and I was all, "What are you doing?" Wondered what she was doing there. Yeah, she she wondered what I was doing too. But oh. <laughs> uh, I asked her, and she she went on a little bit about how much uh, Relief Society meeting was was about making your home something you can't make forever 
in a uh, broken home and they didn't address any of her needs or any of her troubles if you will and uh, I took her home and we never went back. You've mentioned that twice now. Do you, you feel like the church portrays the perfect family so much that those that don't have perfect families feel disaffected? Um, that's, not that's a polite way of putting it. They feel <laughs> abandoned. They feel left, left uh, out in the dark or adrift, if you will, by the church and, and uh, even the Lord, because you'd think if the Lord cared, he would have, you know, put some programs in place. And, to help people. Yeah, that and that, left, that was the beginning. The real beginning of the em emptiness was uh, the family together thing, and then that grew, and then the priesthood, and then um, so, people standing up. So as you met your wife in the foyer that day, <coughs> did you share with each other then that you were struggling? Um, no, because as, as a Mormon, you don't share your troubles. You don't share your sins. You don't share your agonies. You, don't, you, just, you just pretend it doesn't exist. And, and uh, the Mormons I knew, uh, born and raised here. But uh, we went home and shared our uh, problems in, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and okay, let's not go back. So did you go inactive for a while then? We were said? inactive uh, nine years before we started watching Sean's show and uh, learned, really learned the uh, real problems with the real conflict with the truth. So you really hadn't had any particular doctrinal problems, just uh, didn't feel like the practices of the church were fitting your family? Um, that's a good question. Doctrinally, I, you know what, not, not really. If, if the families are together forever, doctrine, no. The, uh, uh, that's more of a practice. But um, the practice or doctrine of, of uh, the laws uh, being fulfilled in Christ, right. uh, the, laws, the law in the Old Testament, that's doctrinal. And yeah, that made me scratch my head a little bit. Well, let's talk about your Christian walk now. You, what, what brought you to, uh, to visit a church or to come to church? You, you mentioned you saw Sean McCraney on, on his show. What, uh, anything beyond that? Did you start reading the Bible? Did you... Uh... We, uh, that, yes, and uh, um, I, we read the Bible, uh, my wife and I, and I, I call it vicariously or, or osmosis because she read and I asked questions. Okay. And then she would research and then answer the questions. And so uh, we, we came out a little over a uh, year and a half ago and uh, I, to confess, I started reading the uh, books about Mormon history uh, much sooner than the Bible. We devoured those. To find out more of the problems with church history. Yeah, just to, and, and discovered lie after lie after lie after. So you realized the church wasn't true, but you didn't, you still felt strongly uh, toward the Bible? And did, how did you feel about Jesus at this point? Um, I, I was blessed, and I, I consider it a blessing, I was blessed from very young in a faith in Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit and um, rather devastated uh, in the realization that that faith was in a false God and an invented Christ. And you determined that from what you'd learned about church history or from the Bible? Well, from the Bible, from going okay. uh, surfing Christian TV, for lack of a better word, and going to Bible study, 
up at the university and uh, the study at home, uh, it just it became clearer and clearer that uh, Christ is our God, not our elder brother, and uh, that was uh, a bit of a revelation. And uh, it, it, and there was a time when I bawled. I I bawled at the uh, discovery, enjoy at the discovery of the real Christ, and um, tears of uh, remorse at the years of deception, the agony of. Why do you feel the Mormons? believe in a different Christ or, or what is it about this new Christ that gives you such hope what, um, what is your understanding now with that boy as I learned more about the uh, invented Christ the elder brother version uh, that Joseph Smith uh, perpetuated mm -hmm. um, that fell away and more of the real Jesus was revealed through his word and uh, the Bible of course and and study and and the the discovery that um, he is actually everything yeah, um, uh, uh, always makes me uh, filled with uh, joy, filled with joy. And the other Christ, um, I got those positive feelings uh, from the Mormon Christ, if we can call him that politely. The, uh, but the, the fullness, the impact in every pore of my skin and every fiber of my being, it was never there that is every time I read and now it is yes okay. uh, even songs on the radio that never uh, used to make me wonder why those funny people in uh, downtown with signs and on TV <laughs> would uh, shout Hosanna and hallelujah and I'm all Christ ain't about that but he's all about that and he's more he's everything well, one thing that always struck me was was the suffering that the Mormons consider in the Garden of Gethsemane as his sacrifice and, and that he bled there and yet the uh, Heavenly Father provided a, an angel to succor him there and and the time that he's on the cross the the time that he was left alone this is where he paid for our sins and has that meant more to you now as a Christian <laughs> um, there is no there is no measurement of the difference because it's everything. It's comprehensive, 180 degrees. It's uh, the fact that the Mormons believe uh, the Garden of Gethsemane was where the atonement and the differences uh, that it's actually on the cross uh, make you uh, realize how comprehensively different they view Christ, which makes them, you know, the whole we're Christian thing kind of. Don't get me started. But uh, when, when, when I recognize, uh, recognized, and again every day, that he paid the price for my sin, that he bought my soul, that he uh, paid my price on the cross at Calvary, I look at the cross altogether totally different. Totally to different. Totally different. 
it's not now, even the let same. Let me ask you about your worship service. You, I know, having been through the LDS uh, a lot, you uh, had a different worship service than you do now. And is it more biblical-oriented, would you say, Bible-oriented and more Savior, Jesus Christ-oriented <laughs> than it used to be? Um, for, <laughs> well, there's 180 degrees again, again. because I go to a Bible-only uh, church. And uh, from every day from the Bible and the Bible only to uh, once in a while in sacrament meeting, somebody opened the scriptures. Uh, yeah, that's very, very, very different. And you, you mentioned uh, in earlier about some problems that you uh, had with the Mormon church as far as the, the doctrine. One of them, of course, is... Uh, is the priesthood, you mentioned that, the Book of Mormon and, and Temple. Um, why do you think the, the, the Latter-day Saints don't really understand um, the biblical Jesus and the, and the biblical gospel the way we do as Christians? Um, if I had to, I, I mean, I, I was Mormon 40 years, and um, you're just not taught Christ of the Bible. I mean, he comes up, and especially at Christmas, you'll get a little extra dose of Jesus. But there's no praise, in my experience, and I lived in 15 different wards, there's no praise of, uh, and worship and holiness of God. It's more uh, about what you can become than the, what he is. And so you don't get that uh, biblical Jesus because they... You know, from the top down, they just uh, view him differently than. Do you think it goes Christian. back to the fact that Mormons don't trust the Bible as well? Um, I would have to, I would have to agree because nobody ever, in my experience, ever opened the Bible to show you, to give you comfort. I mean, if you were talking to a, a elders, quorum, bishop, seminary teacher. No one ever opened the Bible and said, oh, here, Ephesians, look, and there's your answer. So the answers never came from the Bible. It was church history, and it was uh, uh, the life of uh, and horrible struggles of persecution and of Joseph Smith and the early saints, and, and never any uh, Jesus, if you will. Yeah. Where do you think a, a Mormon should go when he has a question about a problem in the church, a doctrinal problem? Do you think a, um, when they have a, a question like you might have had about some doctrine? Boy, um, probably someplace other than the leadership. Because you think they'll get answers right. again out of the they'll get answers, Doctrine and Covenants uh, yeah, and Book and of whatever. Mormon. Yeah, and they pull it out of the DNC and the Book of Mormon, and and uh, that leads you. And it always left me empty and uh, hollow and unanswered, if you will. But uh, uh, if you go to the Lord, because it always worked for me, um, you can find the answers, and He will fill your heart. With truth. One of the experiences I had the very first time I went to a pastor and asked him a question is that he prayed with me. Weird, huh? Right then in the moment, <laughs> he prayed with me. And I'd never had that experience before. I've also yeah. had a family member that went to a, a pastor and they sat down and had a discussion and he said, Can I pray with you? Yeah. And that just never happened to me as a Latter day Saint. Um, 
What is it about prayer that's... I think I probably had... A, I had a one really cool bishop uh, out of... How many is that? A hundred. Uh, and he prayed uh, when I asked him to one time. Uh, but they're not, they're not taught... I was never taught, and ex your experience seems to agree, that I was never taught that the answers are in God. The answers are in Christ. All the answers are in Christ, are found in Christ. And when it's not written in the Word, I mean verbatim, the answer you need, it's, it, it will be written on your heart if you pray. The Holy Spirit will, will guide. Okay, well thank you. Um, why do you think it's so hard for some people to leave the Mormon faith? Uh, What's I, the challenge there? I've been going into people's homes 30 years, cleaning, window cleaning, carpet cleaning, and that. But uh, the, in, a, in a single word is the social nature of the church. It's so uh, integrated into every aspect of their life, their friends, uh, their hunting companions, that you lose so much if you leave the church. So it's the culture more it's than... It's the culture. Do you think most Mormons have a good handle on their doctrine? No. No. Do you if think you, they if, study enough? No. no, they think that they get their feel in that three hours on Sunday. There's not much study study being done outside of that three hours. And that's not study, nor is it worship in my opinion. But there's, uh, there's no real study of the word uh, in the Christian churches all of them that I've explored <clears throat> have Bible study groups, uh, uh, ladies only for my wife, loves those by the way, uh, and uh, men, even study groups for men, and you didn't get that. You got your three hours and done, unless you were a, a youth, and then you got a 90 minutes on Wednesday, <laughs> Tuesday, something like that. Well, one thing I've appreciated is relying more on the Bible. It, it's more trustworthy than I've ever known. I didn't realize there were even some of those scriptures in the Bible. As I started reading those and, and examining them, they were all of a sudden new scriptures that I don't know why I didn't see before, but for some reason I was blinded to the doctrine, the grace and works, and the sacrifice of Jesus, what he taught, what Paul taught. How do you feel about those kinds of comments. Um, back to the study, it, you just didn't study. You just didn't explore the scriptures. You read them. You wanted to do your two chapters, your five chapters, however uh, many chapters a week you uh, were told yourself you had to, to do. You read those chapters, but you didn't study them. Uh, so the, the, the difference in the word and then Is that if, your question? Well, and then if there was ever a problem, it's kind of like you said, it's uh, one of the art, ninth article of faith that says it'll all be revealed later. Yeah. And, yeah, and you'll yeah. have an understanding later. Yeah, and, and uh, that's simply, simply just bizarre to think that God uh, hasn't revealed everything we need to live uh, and return. Well, he promised that his uh, word would come forward. Heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would not pass away. And that's the Bible, and it's sure wonderful to trust that. I've got a couple of quick questions for you. Uh, do you think the United States should have a, a Mormon president? Um, <laughs> I think that if we have a Mormon president, that's God's will, too. That's a good answer. I think if we don't, that's God's will, too. Because... I in uh, 
in my uh, humble understanding, if that's a polite word of saying mediocre understanding, <laughs> uh, there, there's nothing as big as who's president left to chance. That's just not, God just doesn't turn his face on anything uh, from the sparrow, the fallen sparrow to the president. Hello. <laughs> okay. That's pretty big. That's a good answer. Are Mormons Christian? No. No. Okay. And not enough, uh, in my opinion, not enough time is spent explaining why, because it comes up a lot, and, and more people should say why. They believe in an invented Christ. Their Christ is uh, your big brother. Hello? Satan's brother. No, not even close. Uh, and not God. He's a created being. No, from the beginning. The Word. I don't need to... The word you want the whole? Yeah. No, I know. The, uh, to a to a completely fabricated uh, existence of pre-earth life all the way to uh, uh, the way the virgin birth and the, the, the to the very end when the atonement was in the garden. Yeah, it's Christ, all wrong. The garden, the virgin birth. It's or? all wrong. It's all, in fact, it's all completely contorted. Can a Mormon go to heaven? Yes. Okay. I believe uh, very, very much so. Because... If you believe in Christ, uh, I believe uh, there's a, a way, and God's the way. Yeah. Now, um, in the, the serious depths of what if you believe in their invented Christ? Man. That would be tough. Wouldn't that, it? That's a sad that's One last sad thing. Thought. If you've got, a, you've got a short time to live, what do you tell the LDS people? You've got an opportunity to share. Um, I would like to just share my belief that uh, Jesus is God and that you can return uh, your only commandment is belief and love. And that emptiness you feel and that hollowness you hear every Sunday is God calling you from out of Mormonism and into the light. Well, I just want to close today by thanking you, Ken, for coming and sharing. Uh, it is a wonderful journey. Uh, as a Christian, it, it is a different life. It's, a, it's an opening up of the Bible and the life of Jesus that's just uh, refreshing. It's fulfilling. It's joyful. It's, it's full of peace. And remember, you're actually choosing between the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, the gospel of Joseph Smith and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want you to choose well. Open up the Bible. Pray about it. Uh, read Romans and John and, and see if you can't read them as a child would read them. Trust them. God brought forward his word exactly as he meant to. And we have it now and it's something we can rely on and trust and the joy that it brings into your life will, will last you for the rest of your life and through eternity. Thanks for joining us. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.